When Pure Flix needed a new movie, they settled on a biblical story that, in producer Brittany Yost's words, was a perfect complement of each other. All these elements that make compelling movies, combining it with a strong biblical message, and then creating a theatrical feature film with it. They were hoping to reach a broader audience due to the nature of the story. The film received negative reviews while failing at the box office? That was Samson. And this is God. So, uh, welcome to Godfellas, a small group that is trying to get swole. I'm Pastor Jimmy. I'm out of the strong, something sweet, Miss Hannah. Wow, uh, and I'm I'm Mr. Zach. Oh, can I go fun. back in time? Y- yes, yes. I just try to be fun. Can I go? Can I be? Can I be Jacked Jimmy? Jacked Jimmy, yeah. And I'm King Zach with a Party City crown on on my head. Very good. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Uh, so, so yeah, Jimmy, thank you. You're doing so good. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, so I was thinking, I was like, oh, we, because now we don't have guests, we don't have anything to like talk about before we get into the episode. <laughs> yeah. So we, we kicked it over, uh, this week we're talking about the 2018 film Samson, which I saw in theaters. And what was that experience like? Well, this was in the days of movie pass. So I I went Rest in peace. I went and saw every movie and I lived like a mile away from the movie theater. So like after work I would just go see everything and this is when I was writing reviews. And so Samson, I was like, Yeah, sure, why not? Here's the thing. I went on cheap night when like all the churches went. So I was in the theater, like not trying to be a jerk, but I was in the theater mm-hmm. like laughing uproariously at this movie and this one lady was getting really like irritated every time i'd laugh and she was like oh, oh, oh why do they even come oh, oh. they yeah yeah i guess like she was referring to like non-believers and i was like lady little did you know <laughs> little, did you, little know. did you know yeah but i remember little seeing like you know? trailers before this I, I remember seeing like a trailer before like a marvel movie or or something like that for this I didn't know this existed till really? like you said we were gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> really? Same. Wow. I think we've talked about it in passing and then I immediately forgot about it until you brought it up again. Yeah. I remember I was sitting in theaters, like getting ready to watch like Black Panther or something like that, and or maybe not, because this came out in the same month. So something earlier and like seeing a trailer for Samson and going, Are are you kidding me? But my, but my interest is peaked. But we did throw it over to Instagram, Jimmy. And what what did we ask? So this week on Instagram, we asked, "What biblical story deserves an R-rated movie?" Ooh. And we got some uh, some pretty interesting responses. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll throw I'll throw one out. Um, one that stands out to me is Michael Williams said, "Elisha and the She Bears for sure." Nice. Some of David's Mighty Men would be cool too. I, I'm down with both of those. Yeah, She Bears really screams like, um, what's the one Leo movie? The Revenant? Yeah, oh, the Revenant. That, that's the image that pops into my mind. And I like it. Here's yeah. my thing. You do the movie from the Bears perspective where they're like, we don't have any purpose in our life. What are we going to do? What are we going to be of use? And then all of a Listen. sudden, one day, it's like, go get those kids. Attack those boys. So is it like Cocaine Bear meets The Revenant? <laughs> well, no, because they're this is their calling. So the Bears are the hero of the story. I think. Obviously, they're just doing yeah. what the Lord called them to do. Yeah, the the Mighty Men would be cool, like James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, but like biblical epic. I don't know that much about the oh, Mighty yeah. Men, though. Like an ensemble, an ensemble film. Exactly, but you get the who's who of like Christian actors. So you've got like David A. R. White, uh, Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> oh, no, uh. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry. Get all the guys from the chosen to like once they're done. There with we that go. And, uh, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Once they've once they've been chosen, then they can <laughs> be mighty men. 
Is that one for the jar, Hannah? Oh, yeah. That's one for the jar. I got I to pull my... We, jar. Well, we didn't compare the quality. We just said that there were actors who were racially appropriate. Uh, Zach Thaniff said an accurate Samson with eye gouging, burning foxes, donkey jaw fight, etc., which was interesting because Cecil B. DeMille made a Samson and Delilah movie back in the 60s, I think, which I watched. And it's like, it's similar to this one in which they try to like retcon Samson a little bit and make him a little more palatable, but it's not rated mm-hmm. R. Yeah, um, there were definitely, because I reread um, Judges 13 to 16, 14 to 16. Um, you know yeah. where where Samson's mess uh, uh is mentioned. And- <laughs> where Samson messes up for three chapters. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I think it's dark stuff. Like you know, I think this is a running theme on Godfellas. Is like you get watered down stories as a kid in church, and then you kind of read them through the adult lens for the first time. And you're like, whoa, wow, mm-hmm. and especially like judges too. I. Honestly, I think all of Judges could be definitely an R-rated film, but definitely okay. Samson. Yeah. A film or like a, a miniseries, that, I, I guess. I've, like an eight-part. I've thought a yeah. Judges miniseries could be cool also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's like... Not for the faint of heart. Most of the mm-hmm. like people have the same arc where like they do good, they do good, and then they just like drop off, which is... That'd be interesting to see. It'd be kind of bleak, though. So... <laughs> Yeah, but so is Breaking uh, Bad. So I mean, it, it is. Yeah, you're not gonna feel good afterwards. We were when we talked about the Book of Judges in in training and in seminary. Uh, our tagline that our teacher used was, uh, "It gets worse," <laughs> especially <laughs> as it as it pertains to the treatment of women. He's like, "All right, you know, it starts out like, eh, like all right." And then he's like, just, just wait. It just keeps getting, oh. just keeps getting worse. And that really stuck out well, to me. So we're yeah. like, in that's an interesting point. How like the first story is like Deborah runs in and saves everyone, and the last is pretty horrific. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. See, it's there. It's already there, people. Already there. I had an idea. What it, Zach and I, when we were watching the movie, I had an idea. I don't know if this is the right time to throw this out there, and I'm not actually going to do it. But I was like, um, cell block tango from Chicago with the woman who are done dirty in the Bible, which are like, they have a great story, but we as Christians have just completely warped it into something horrible. You start with JL. She ran it. He ran into, he ran into my tent and he told me that he needed to feed me. Then he fell asleep. So I gave him a tent peg in his head. He had it coming. He had it coming. coming. (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, Hannah, what else did people say? Well, um, Noah Hewitt mm-hmm. said David from childhood to adulthood. Yeah, definitely. Boyhood remake. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh, I really like that. <laughs> now that you say I that. Think that'd be yeah. cool. There's a movie I want to do on Godfellas, and I haven't seen it. I just saw the trailer, and it's for this Gregory Peck movie called David and Bathsheba. And like, mm. I just saw that it was like recommended for me because, you know, watching all these, that's what my Amazon Prime looks like. And I watched the trailer, and the whole trailer was just like, See Bathsheba, the temptress who got the Lion of Judah to stray from the path. Oh, my goodness. It'll be a day to remember. I'm seeing how many, like, metal band names I can throw in there. Watch this woman (laughs) take an innocent bath. (laughs) See David. Living her life. See David, who was once under oath, <laughs> break his promise. And I was like, okay. And it's one I was like, this seems so bad that we might have to, it yeah. might require our attention. Uh, and then finally, the uh, two sides of the same coin said Job, which is super interesting. I'm reading the book of Job in my devotions right now. Mm-hmm. And it's very like poetic and like heartbreaking. So this is one, I think of a movie like um the whale or um a ghost story like a really depressing a24 film like with a 14 by 3 aspect ratio who's your job a real handsome guy who we're gonna like put through the ringer um it's Mm. who i go with for everything but joseph gordon levitt is my job Mm. i thought you're gonna say michael williams Hey, m- never mind. Oh, yeah. Mike, Michael, if Michael no. Williams is too busy. Yeah, Michael JGL's Williams is too busy. Yeah, no, I'd go JGL for the star power, but then Michael Williams is going to play the good friend. 
There we go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who listened, yeah. Yeah. That's that's my job. We need to start a Michael Williams jar now too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey. Everyone listening should start a Michael Williams jar. Everyone listening yeah. should start a Michael Williams jar. Let's do it. Let's do it. Michael should start a Michael Williams jar. <laughs> if you're listening, Michael. <laughs> well, speaking of strong men, let's get into our movie for this week. Remember the prophecy. Samson. Chosen by the living God. To be his hand of vengeance. It's his will. But it is not mine. Who's this God who gives you such strength? Three vows were bestowed upon me. No wine, no touching the dead, no cutting of my hair. There are whispers of a Hebrew with great strength. It is a story for slaves, nothing more. I want you to investigate this. No, please. You find me the secret of his power. My Delilah. If you wanted to fight, you should have brought more men. I want him dead. He has the strength of a god. I saw it with my own eyes. He is not a god! Samson, the Philistines are upon you. My strength is now your strength. So, story of Samson, Jimmy, um, you know, it's weird because I don't really want to walk through the plot of the movie because I would say, like, plot-wise, if you were just doing a plot synopsis, it's pretty on par with the biblical story, right? So maybe, uh, you know, what did... What did you think of this movie? Just just straight out of the gate, what did you think of this movie? Can I permission to bury the lead? Yes, go ahead. I thought the movie was fine, right? It was it was entertaining. I, I liked watching Ooh. it. Um, but here's the thing. When you take The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, it's its own story. Yes. And you can embellish and add. In, in our notes, it says, what does it mean to, like, should we water down these stories? I think they overwatered it. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of changed it. So in the land, the wish and the wardrobe, you can add elements and, and all this stuff, but still be like, oh, it's an allegory for Jesus. Right. And then that's cool. And you're like, all right, I, I can take and I can read the Jesus story and see where things line up and then see where, you know, he wasn't lying on a table and it broke. But that's the cross. Right. And you can make those parallels <laughs> and you can add beavers and whatever you want. Right. In this story, you take what three chapters of adult Samson. Right. Yeah. And you add. All of that stuff. So I think it could have been like a good Hercules-ish movie. Yeah. And then like at the end, you know, they're like, well, you know, after you do this, you show this movie at your your uh, men's fellowship or or whatever. Like, Actually, we were talking about Samson the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then you can read Samson and be like, because the movie, I'm, I'm just going on. So the the point of the of the Samson story in the Bible mm-hmm. was. I have it here. Uh, oh, yeah. The Bible was like the, the bad guys are like, we we got Samson. We got this strong Hebrew guy. Look how strong our God is in the movie. It's this wimpy prince who's like, I want all the power and I'm going to find out how he does it. Mm-hmm. And that changes the story. It's an interesting story, but it's not what we read. So I don't know if that's dangerous, if it helps people or not. Mm-hmm. That's my Okay. That's my off-the-cuff take. Well, well, you said dangerous, and this is kind of like to go off on a side tangent, but I really did take issues with the way that they portrayed the prince because, you know, it's very much Samson and his brothers and his fathers are all these masculine men with big beards and big muscles, and they're like a bunch of tough guys, and the prince is like, he's the only one who's wearing makeup, and he's the one who has long hair, and he's the one, his voice is higher than everybody else's. And so it's one of those things where 
pure flicks, unfortunately, in a lot of their movies, the bad guys are very like, you know, queer coded. I'm, I'm just going to say it. And I really, really, really dislike that. I think their hope is that when you go see this movie with your church, that like the guys in the John Deere hats are going to go like, oh, look at that guy. Oh, what a wimp. And I'm like, yeah. that's not, I thought it would have been way cooler. Like if you really leaned into how smart he was and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so Samson's got the muscle, but this guy's got the brain. So like, uh Oh, mm-hmm. like, yeah. and th- I feel like they started to do that with Delilah a little bit in the movie. And the thing, the thing that I was looking forward to seeing most in this movie is, um, I think it's four times in the Bible that she asks him for the secret of his strength and he lies. Right. It's, but, it's over and over again. But it's yeah. a bunch of times, and I've always been yeah. curious. I'm like, and every time she goes, like, the, the Philistines like are going to get week, you. Right? Yeah, and every time she goes, the Philistines are going to get you, and he breaks out, but he keeps doing the same thing. And I'm like, that's the most interesting to explore about why doesn't he leave? Why does he stay there and keep doing the same thing? Here's where you can kind of take some, like, artistic license and, like, lean into... um you know, maybe what the heart of the story is, but they don't do it. They don't even, they don't even deal with that at all. They mm-hmm. just breeze right past it. So it's, it's one of those things where if they were claiming to make a movie that's biblically accurate, they took out the part that people know and that maybe could have been explored a little bit more, but that's kind of my opening mm. preamble. Yeah. I think my issue with this movie is that, it, yeah, like the biblical instances are correct. Like they mentioned things that happened in the story, but um it they completely changed the character and the heart of Samson himself they because do. like um it it's pretty obvious in the scriptures when you read how Samson talks and his actions that he's a pretty arrogant man. Like, like <laughs> No, he, he's no! Not a, no he's not a nice guy. <laughs> it's pretty rude. <laughs> like um and a lot, I think they added in a lot of fluff of him thanking God for, you know, the victories and helping him along the way. But that's not, that's well, what, not in the, that's not in the Bible. Well, I mean, what do you think of the scene where, um, what is it? Where like, or all the scenes where it wasn't like Samson had his strength and it was like a superpower almost. And like the Lord had to. In brightest day, in darkest <laughs> night, I follow you, Lord. He's green, green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. Because I was like, I don't really like that. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. he gets the superpowers from that. It's almost like an incantation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's not how it works. Yeah. Like, I never felt that he was the strongest man. That he had, like, a superhuman strength in the movie. Right. You know, like, it always felt like he was just, like, impressively strong. But not like, you know, oh, this is like otherworldly i didn't get that from there the was movie. one one there was one gut punch where he sent the dude like flying back and that was it other than like being able to magneto shake the ground around him. <laughs> yeah. well i mean this is the thing too is like the, at least the translation i was reading when it comes to the lion the language said he tore like he ripped that lion in half where mm-hmm. you know we see so like that reads like almost a supernatural kind of, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever thought of him as like like a superhero type strength. I just kind of like like more than maybe can't pick up a car, but like more than the average day Joe yeah. or But but again, then when person. you read in scripture where he rips a lion in half and he like mm-hmm. carries the city gate and and all of this other stuff, it's like yeah, come on people. He's, yeah. yeah, he could bring down Yeah. 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 I think um, you know, the question you alluded to, Jimmy, is what is the danger of watering down a story like this? Um, mm-hmm. And Hannah and I had kind of discussed this. Uh, I think the story of Samson is often predominantly taught to men as like, unfortunately, I have heard it preached about like, you know, watch your pride. A lot of it is like, don't hang out with bad. <laughs> don't hang out with bad women. Like, you know, like the wrong woman is going to lead you away from Christ. It's like, well, Samson was already like making bad decisions and like (laughs) Delilah seized an opportunity. So let's not like blame it all on her. But there's a verse in in the Bible where they talk about um, 
Samson essentially gives in to her because he's sick of her nagging. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, just that sentence. Like, how many people do we know that have done things that they didn't want to do because they were being nagged and they were just so tired of it? Or how many people, like, did something they were uncomfortable with because of the nagging, you know? And I was like, goodness, like, that's a part of the story I don't think we ever talk about. And I I really think that we should. Yeah. Um. Well, it's an abuse tactic as well. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Delilah is trying to do, by the way. So yeah, is there right? And you know, I think what's different here is that because I want to differentiate that, um, Samson is still like being a jerk. <laughs> like, yeah, that's still present. So I I want to say because I don't I don't want to say what I want to say, and then like relate survivors of abuse to Samson because like he chose to let his guard down where mm-hmm. sometimes like this kind of like like in the in the conversation that came up between Zach and I watching this movie about you know at least in my own experience with you know abusive men there was a lot of like a repetitive nagging for me to do what they wanted me to do and yeah there's almost a sense of giving in but it's more out of like fear. Like it's like I can't get them off my back. Like I'm in survival mode right now. So like how am I going to do my best to survive right now knowing that they're um hurtful and knowing that they are you know can do it, you know, they they're manipulating me. They're hurting me, you know, like knowing that factors there. But yeah, I think it's something you know, it's a great conversation we bring up is this um yeah people being kind of coerced into doing something they don't want to do because of what someone can say to someone and i think that mm. what's what's funny about comparing this to samson is this narrative that young women are fed about delilah which is that she's the worst like you know and mm-hmm. i'm not saying that delilah is not i mean I, she's doing her job right like she she accepted the job to like manipulate him and she's choosing to do that. But I, yeah, I do hear a lot of just blame. Like I, I don't, I feel like in all these conversations I've had in the church, you don't hear people um, accept that Samson might be responsible for his own downfall, but they mm. just want to blame it on Delilah because she's a woman and because she's a, uh, you know, temptress and seductive and which is a whole thing like you know she's doing she's getting her money she you know there's limited opportunities for women to have any sort of like status or wealth in that time period without fitting these roles that we want to blame them for but that's where their opportunities lie and again i'm not saying that delilah is perfect but so i think having that having a narrative where it's just so twisted upon women but also bringing up this 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 conversation that I think affects everyone, but you know, especially with with women, we hear more stories of women, though anyone can be affected by abuse. Um, that yeah, I, I guess okay. Here where I <laughs> this has been a long tangent for where <laughs> I think I came to my realization. Are we willing to admit that maybe it was wrong of Delilah to coerce Samson into doing something he maybe didn't want to do, but we won't accept that there are people women anyone in our church that has been coerced into abuse and like affirming that and accepting that and being there for them because mm. i think there are parallels there that people don't want to acknowledge and don't want to accept uh, worldwide that's not anyone mm-hmm. specific not people in this zoom call <laughs> <laughs> we know that for sure <laughs> yeah sorry um that's deep it's a deep, yeah. that's a deep that's a deep way to think <laughs> Had it gone. It took yeah. me a while, but I got there to my, my point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And when you said the, the abuse cycle, it, you say we, we always paint Delilah as, as this temptress and whatever, but we often, at least I rarely, if ever, have spoken about Samson's wife that gives up the uh, the riddle yeah. earlier yeah. after being nagged for it, that was four days. Yeah. yeah. We just did. Yeah. So it's like he's done this before too, and it turned out okay. <laughs> Right. And so maybe if I just give up now, yeah, that's a whole. Right. Well, there is. There's a lot of. And there is an interesting thing, too, about like, you know, and it'll be okay that you kind of brought up, Jimmy, because um, 
you know, in the Bible, when Samson has his head shaved, even though he knows it's a secret of his power, it says he thinks to himself, I'll just go shake off the Philistines like I have before. And it's, it's mm-hmm. a thing where I've always thought like, you know, but he knew that that was a secret of his strength, but you know, not to quote Captain America, the first Avenger here, but someone who's known strength their whole life doesn't really know what it's like to be weak. So you think, you know, mm. was Samson like really lost in his own sauce where he was, didn't realize, you know, just how strong the Lord had made him and like had taken that for granted. And I think that there is something interesting about like, what do we take for granted, you know, in the name of doing what we want to do? Cause Samson is a guy who does mm. what he wants to do. And one of the things in the movie that, really it really grinded my gears the first time i saw it and it really grinded my gears this time was the scene where samson goes to see billy zane in a party city crown and he's like uh let's make peace and uh billy zane's like get out of here and some woman comes up to him and is like are you looking for a quiet place to pray? Come to my nice inn. And they go in there and it's a brothel. And he's like, I, and, and Samson, who in, the, would never. Yeah, who in the Bible, uh, no, is, is just like, I would have never come in here if I had known what kind of place this was. I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Shut up. That's disgusting. Where should I go? Where can yeah. I go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, Cause it's like, then don't tell the story. You know what I mean? Then don't, if you're not going to like put in like that Samson, because again, in the Bible, Samson only went there. Like if you're reading scripture, the only reason he went in there was to go to that place and do what he wanted to do. So that's what the story is. It's not about like this nice guy who got tricked. And that's the other thing I don't like. I don't like that this entire movie is Samson getting drink, uh, getting drink, getting tricked. Cause there's the part at the wedding where yeah. he's like, he, they're like, drink some drink some of this. And he goes, I can't drink wine. They go, it's not wine. And he's like, you tricked me. I was like, you're stupid, Samson. <laughs> yeah. This isn't mine. I mean, like, it clearly, like, I, you read the story and it's just, it's so, I, I don't know. It's, it's so obvious to me that Samson is just so full of his own pride. Absolutely. Like, well, what does he say after he kills all the soldiers with the jawbone in the Bible? Oh, ooh, ooh, I had this earlier. Yeah. I had it earlier. Yeah. Must you must you let me thirst? Yeah, for, yeah, you he... let me go thirsty, yeah, God. But before that, he does this whole thing about, like, look at what I did. <laughs> <laughs> look what I can do. Hey. Well, yeah, and then after that, you know, he goes and he goes back to the wedding, which, you know, he doesn't know that his you know, bride-to-be was married off. But the first thing he says is, where's her bedroom? Yeah. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> motives are there. Like... <laughs> yeah. With a donkey's jawbone, I have made donkeys of them. With a donkey's jawbone, I have killed a thousand men. Yeah. Again, not like, wow, thank you, God. <laughs> but just like, <laughs> uh-huh. Look, yeah, look at me. Look at this thing I did. God, why won't you give me any water? I'm going to die. You know? <laughs> You know how hard that was? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty strong, but like... Like, Samson... It, it was a thing... Again, back to the allegory, Jimmy. I was like, I almost wish that this was like a 50s-style musical like Grease, where he's like, you know, in his leather jacket, like running around like... And then like he loses his power or whatever. Like, I was like, that would be way more fun. And then you have the allegory. And again, like, I was like, you know what I thought would have been awesome is Samson is not a super interesting main character... So you do like a Delilah movie, but she's like the godfather, like amassing power. But she is a promiscuous, evil <laughs> woman. She can't be our main character. That's though. right. People. Just, I won't. I won't. You're have right. It. I forgot. People hate Breaking Bad because they hated seeing yeah. Walter White become more villainous. You're right, Jimmy. Samson yeah. is. Samson is. But a- it also <laughs> says it literally. It says in Judges 16. Yeah. It just says there was a woman he fell in love with named Delilah. So after he had mm. known her. That's when they were like, hey. Yeah. So, yes, there's some, you know, like, you know, the misuse of trust. But it doesn't say the origin of her was just to, like, they had known each other Mm. outside of this. We don't know how. Mm. We can make informed decisions. But, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, she cannot be responsible for the mistakes that he makes. And, it, it, you know, it's a reflective story for us as well. You know, do we just want to 
deflect our mistakes that we made and not take responsibility onto someone else because we don't want to accept the fact that we've messed up. Mm. Like, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think what, what boils down, the thing that I'm so frustrated about is like God uses us, but just because God uses us doesn't guarantee that we're good people. Mm-hmm. Like we still have to be good people. God can use people that aren't nice. Like, <laughs> like that's the truth. That's very true. And I think that's this is what the story like reflects. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So, Hannah, yeah. question about uh, Delilah's arc movie version. Yes. Um. Do how do you? Feel, I mean, so I don't, I don't even want to start this, but because if we if we start now, it's. Like, there's almost two podcasts here. Yeah. There's, like, we talk about Samson the story, and then Samson the movie. Right. And then, mm-hmm. so, like, how do you feel, Hannah, about uh, Delilah's Judas moment where she, like, throws her, her silver or whatever and, like, repents? <laughs> Is that the only way, like, we feel like we have to, like, redeem her? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, because, hear me out. Like, they actually didn't highlight the women as bad people in the film, which... Sure. I appreciate sure. like good, good, good on them. Movie. Good on, good on pure flicks. Is that, can, oh my gosh. Hashtag, hashtag good on things. I never Don't thought worry, I'd I'm going to knock them down a peg in a little bit. So yeah, I, that doesn't mean that I like them, but uh, <laughs> um, I think they did, you know, like, I'm glad that they, they, you know, they wanted to make them not the worst. Like, I appreciate that. But like Delilah's only mentioned until she gets what she wants. And then, like, she's not mentioned again. And yeah. I think, I don't know, was adding this whole, like, you know, she was there watching him with the, with the, with the pillars and blinded and thinking, my poor love of my life. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I don't think so. And I, I think it's just, it's written there to add tension to, like, make it a better movie. But it doesn't really do anything for me. Yeah, I would have preferred, I think, her just villain strutting out of there after she got her money, you know? Like, walk out of the movie, like, just walk out of the movie all cool, calm, and collected. That would have been way cooler to me. And also, like, I don't want to say villainize her, but, like, make her actually, again, like, give her agency. Don't make it like, Prince Rala is tricking me. What if you make it about, she's like, I've got an idea. Like, ooh, hey, check this out. Because there are glimpses of that in the movie. And I was like, it'd be cool to make her like an awesome villainess. But again, the movie was so concerned with trying to make Samson like a nice, a nice man, a good yeah. person, if you will. Don't talk about Zach Braff's new movie like that. <laughs> I have to. I have to. I will say I am convinced that they, the first woman, Taryn, I am convinced they switched mm-hmm. actresses halfway through her filming because she did not look the same. Her hair color was different. For sure. Did you, did you think yeah. that? And- yeah, I was like, yeah, who's this lady? I, I was, it was, um, oh, is this it was a scene, it was a scene on the beach. And I was like, <laughs> I almost thought for a second, because I don't think we've seen Delilah at that point. I was like, are they doing like a Delilah and Samson knew each other for longer than oh. it's mm-hmm. portrayed thing? No. And then, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, they just, childhood she looks different. that scene, childhood friends, th- that scene though, where uh, they're on the beach and Samson's like, I am a slave to your people. And she goes. Uh, oh, it's a really good impression. Oh, we never, we never brought up the really British accent. The British accents are terrible. And he's like, "I am enslaved to your people." And she's like, "You are only a slave if you believe yourself to be one." And I mean, I, not to go here, but this was in 2018, which is you know sort of where uh, racial racial tension was you know kind of really in in a tough place in America and, and still is. And this almost feels like pure flicks is like saying to people, don't have a victim's mentality. Like that whole scene to me was like, don't you Yikes, dare have yeah. a victim's mentality. Like life is what you make it. But, but then literally not a minute later, Taryn says, I'm a slave too. I was like, I thought you just said that no one can, you know? So it was very much, it was like pure flicks. Your, your politics are showing. Yeah. Jimmy, you had something. No, I, I like I like what you I like what you pointed. Out. I like your politics. Your <laughs> I, but it's it's like sorry. No, I was gonna say it's it's it it's also. I mean, what you said the the thing of like as humans, we're ne- like rarely consistent too. But like a person could definitely do that. Say, 
oh, um, this doesn't even need to be on anything, but like, oh, how could they not believe in God that just because their wife died of cancer and their kid was hit by a bus oh. and their dog tried to kill him on the same day? And then, you know, something bad happens to them and they're like, why have I been forsaken? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's a great point. That's a great point. Well, the other thing I'm thinking about, too, in this movie is there's also the underlying thing where Sam's where they're like, you're not supposed to be a political idealist, Samson. You're just supposed to go in and lead us into battle. You're not supposed to talk politics mm. with people, Samson. You're not supposed to try to make peace, Samson. And then the other side of the coin is when Billy Zane in a party city crown, he's like, there is no Dagon. You see, I'm not even I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not even like, you know, a polytheistic man. I'm an atheist. The worst thing you can what? be in a pure flicks movie. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I have a I have a real hot take that I that I want to drop, but I don't know if it's time yet. Do you want to um, clap before? <laughs> I was just gonna highlight that I thought uh the actor who played Samson looked like a mix of like Taylor Lautner in early Twilight yes. and like baby Jason Momoa. Yeah. Not more so Jason Momoa just with the beard, but also more Taylor Lautner than Jason Momoa. Mm -hmm. That was my. Well, there was to me. Get out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, like there was no upward shot of Samson, which if I were the director of the movie, I would have been like, let's save Samson for a little bit. Like, let's say let's mm -hmm. let's let's just you hear about him a little bit. But don't bring him in right away. Like you hear about how strong Samson is. You hear, and I think the Cecil B. DeMille film actually does this, where they talk about Samson, and then when he shows up, it's sort of like, oh wow, like this is a strong, like wow, what a presence, you know. Whereas this mm. movie at the beginning, where he's like, you know, like running over, brother, <clears throat> what has two ears, or I can eat it, or not, or. Yeah. Eat the outside, maybe? <laughs> Where he's like running away from people and stuff like that at the beginning. I was like, are you really? This is how we're starting. Yeah. He's a trickster yeah. in the beginning. He, but that shows his love of He's riddles, Robin Hood at the beginning. He is. Get out of my brain, the, the two of you. When I think about the movie Samson and how they were promoting this as like, we're ready to play in the big leagues. It was like, yeah. Okay. You put a trailer in front of a movie that, that people saw and you did a, you know, the the action scenes but you didn't want to play the game you know what i mean like you didn't want to do it right you didn't want to put money where it needed to be you didn't want to hire the right writers you wanted to tell your story and you thought people would come and see it just because it's an action movie you know and that because they they said like this will hopefully appeal to a mass audience of like non-believers also because it's like an action movie and i don't know that's like so you think that moviegoers are dumb and you don't have respect for cinema as an art form. You're essentially saying like, oh, these idiots are going to come and see this, you know? And I mm. really don't like that. That's, it's really, I think, mean-spirited and dismissive of the people that they're claiming to be trying to reach. Yeah. Read the room. <laughs> Read the room, Pureflix. <laughs> but Jimmy, you said you kind of, you didn't hate it. it the film... It's very uh, the positive. It's I very positive, watchable. I, have, I will say that if you have friends and you're ready to like make some jokes, yeah. it's very watchable. Yeah, and that exactly it. And the film it it doesn't look quite a plus, but it's also not it's not static. It has a little bit of a feel if it's yeah. not ABC ABC Family CW adjacent like look wise. But it's still it's 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 good. It's better than I could ever imagine of of putting on um the yeah, I said like the scenery the locations were fun even though I don't know if all of them were real uh, <laughs> no they did film in what South Africa we learned that okay uh, gotcha because oh, one Africa. and maybe I wanted to believe that all the and it looked real there was one scene where there were like there were a whole bunch of people in the front of like a like a, a valley or something mm -hmm. and they looked good and then behind them looked like a green a giant green screen yes <laughs> but maybe it's just because South Africa is so beautiful compared to you know Whatever, and then uh, the action was also, it was fun, and it was it's fun to make fun of. But it was like CW, the Arrow adjacent. <laughs> like they obviously had someone come in and coordinate, and it they got something. But there's a lot of cut the camera and all those mm -hmm. shortcuts. But it was entertaining. Yeah, entertaining does not equal glorified. Yeah, I, yeah, I was surprised to see that they filmed this internationally because I feel like most pure flicks movies are filmed in like North Carolina, Virginia. 
Um, and that is a read pure flex. Sorry, I'm kidding. That was so mean. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would say the CGI was it uh, when oh. the temple the temple was crumbling. Yeah. Was oh. I think yeah. we laughed. I feel badly. We laughed. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if it was a sci-fi movie, you'd be like, all right. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. Actually, we didn't talk about the ending, like the actual <laughs> end of the same <laughs> oh, the, uh, you said You said it played before a Marvel movie's uh-huh. end. And I think if you if you think that they're thinking of the average moviegoer as a Marvel movie person, they should have t- taken the, 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 the David Stinger. And put it after the credits yeah. if they had. Yeah. It felt like they were trying to set up for like a sequel because the movie ends, yeah. folks, with Samson. Like a, a Bible cinematic universe, if you Basically, will. Basically, well, Sam, the movie ends, Samson destroys the temple and kills everybody, including himself. And then his brother is like, and that got us all really riled up. And I was like, well, not quite because the book's not over yet. And some more mm-hmm. stuff happens. But then it's like, but one day our hero did come and his name was David. And then the movie cuts to credits. The movie cuts to credits like just like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? That's a mid credit so, scene. So, so again, 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 if, sorry, I'm, I'm very upset. Go off. If you're going back to what we just talked about, about their like, People like big action. We're going to try to get the normal people to come see this movie. We're going to get non-believers to come see this movie. You think they're going to understand that ending? You think that that they're going to be satisfied by the ending of that movie? Like, come on. Are you trying to evangelize? Are you just making movies for your own people? Which is it? Mm-hmm. Also, I just want to... People sitting after in the theaters are like, Hey, did you know that the, like that guy at the end of the movie? That's Dave. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Like when Thanos is at the end of the, yeah. the end of Who Avengers, is that like, guy? Yeah. Man, you know, the, who's Instead that of the guy? Five Infinity Stones, it's the Five Rocks. Mm, five Actually, Stones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Five See, I needed to know it was David at the end. <laughs> the Bible, Hannah, just you just added another element to the biblical cinematic universe. Yeah. Yeah. You are The our, BCU. The BCU. Yeah, no, th- this movie, like, it's, uh, yeah, again, who, and, Here's the thing. I just said, who is your audience? And I know the movie didn't do well, but this is one I was trying to find reviews on YouTube and it was all like Christian reviewers who were just like, I love this movie. It was very biblically accurate. There was a lot of good action and I thought it was a great movie. And I'm like, did we watch the same movie? Like, what are you talking about? And I'm trying to think like, maybe if you've only been raised on like, christian movies if you you know what i mean like maybe if that's your entire intake i suppose this is better than a lot of stuff that's come out recently but i i i don't know like i i'm so confused as to why that that small majority likes the movie because most people don't like this movie but you know i it is a thing where i'm like we we can do better and get the the chosen jar like and now it's proven like you can't like yes you can be passionate and yes you can care and you don't need like all the money in the world you can if you're passionate about your story and you want to tell it well that's going to happen and when you think about samson they're like this is the perfect opportunity to make a big blockbuster you missed yeah you know i think the ending of the story is such like the biblical story is so bittersweet because yeah. it's a like a, a, a like a, it's a victory, but it's also like Samson. It's not a victory. It's well, it's a victory yeah. of like you know the Israelites yes, are yes defeating people that are cruel to them like that like that's God bringing deliverance in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's you know Samson has you know. You still think of the story and what happened with Delilah. It's like Samson did fall to his pride. Like, um, and it's sad, but it's a reflection of consequences. And again, not saying that he deserved it. I'm saying like, you know, these things happen. We we all mess up. We all make mistakes and end up in in situations. It's it's symbolic of that. And he, I don't know, gives up, surrenders. Yeah, is just like take it i'll die i will die with them yeah, which is even sad too like just at, at the end of his life he's like let me take revenge on my enemies you know yeah. and like again that there there seems to be no 
and growth. I could be I could be reading this wrong, but there seems to be no like I'm sorry. There seems to be no remorse for like you know that he's let down, that he's failed his assignment. You know, like I I don't know, and I could be totally misreading that. If someone is like, actually, you're wrong. I get that. I'm just saying to me, it seems like it is a very tragic ending of the story and had the movie leaned into the tragedy because we can watch tragic mm-hmm. stories and, and those are still good movies. Uncut Gems is a very good movie. Um, you know, gosh, um, Romeo and Juliet, Hamlet, all these, all of these tr- are great tragedies. Some of the best stories of all time. Pure Flix, you can make a tragic movie that maybe leaves your audience with like, a, you know, an uncomfortable pit in their stomach. Because I think it's when we start to ask questions that we really grow. Well, folks, it's about that time where we're going to use our... Manners. Just like when the youth pastor offered you soggy fries from the church barbecue last week, when I offer you more of Samson, I'm dying for a yes please or a no thank you. So, uh, Hannah, we got got some fries here, and you know, if we throw them in uh, in the oven, I'm sure that they'll be okay. No, thank you. I am fed up. I am over it. I I think there's so much power. I'm not going to get what I want. I'm not going to get what I want. I think there's so much power in sharing the flaws of people in the Bible. Because we are flawed people. We are striving to be like Jesus. Those of us who believe are striving to be like Jesus every day and we fall short and we're prideful and we're awful. And I I think how much powerful would it be that we can actually acknowledge Samson's shortcomings, that we can actually acknowledge that we are not putting any sort of responsibility on him, but putting it all on Delilah. And not just with this story, but others, right? Where we, you know, gosh, my soapbox, where we don't acknowledge maybe that Esther's kind of a scary story, that Xerxes is a bad man, that Sarah's kind of a jerk to Hagar. Like, you know, all of these things that can still be powerful stories where God uses people like the perfect person in the Bible is God like and Jesus and Jesus yes who is God God. (laughs) the triune God like everyone else has their shortcomings yeah and David David I mean like sorry that's that's one I feel like but like and it's the same for us and it's like you know I'm becoming Obviously, stories have to be watered down when kids are really little because they won't be able to comprehend some of the facts. But, you know, we need to, once we reach a, like, a, like, a, like a tween, early teenage, we need to start bringing in like the truth. Like, you know, I don't want to be in my mid-twenties finding out truths from the Bible for the first time, you know? Especially growing up, literally involved in the church my whole life and I think that there's so much potential for much more powerful encounters if we're just honest and we face the facts and pure flicks made good movies like I like that that's where I'm at right now all right so I don't want your fries all right well Jimmy would you like some of these fries I'm I'm really rooting for the fries. Like on a on a gut level, I wish the fries were successful. Mm-hmm. I'm not rooting against the fries. In fact, it it hurts to punch down at the fries because <laughs> the I don't know the motives of the fries. I I choose to believe that the motives are good of the fries, but the final product of the fries is just too complicated. In this situation, Zach, mm-hmm. You said these are leftover soggy fries, which if you're not picky, I'm not picky. I would love leftover fries. It doesn't matter, (laughs) right? But here, 
the 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 the, the cook in this insta- instance has these fries and doesn't think that the fries are enough for me. Mm. Even though the fries are good by themselves, I can get some nourishment from the fries. So what does the the the, the cook do? Uh, dumps in a whole bunch of mayo mm. and ketchup and spices and pickles and all these things and tries to make this new thing that resembles the fries but isn't the fries and if i never had fries before i would eat this soup of of (laughs) gunk and think that this were this was really fries Mm. and then if you took me out and you fed me real fries i'm like what is this where's the ketchup and the then the pickles and the the vienna sausages and the (laughs) the expired chef boyardee that you put into here to make the story more interesting and the fries more interesting and then i would be like are the fries even real Wow. Wow. Well, I Oh no. I don't want your your fry soup. Wow. Well, I guess that's coming to me. And, and Jimmy, I actually kind of was going to say what you said but a little differently in that like I love french fries, but once they go bad or once you put them in the fridge and think I'll heat them up the next day, it's very very hard to get them back to a place where I want to consume them. And I think that's the problem here is that they took the fries, they let them get cold and soggy, and then the issue is is their goal was to deliver this to a world of people who don't know the story. And I think if this is the encounter people have, they're not going to want to hear the story. Whereas I'm like, you know, instead of the fries, why don't you give us the hot potato so people can like kind of take it for what it is instead of getting your safe watered down version because everything that they added made the story worse. It wasn't like anything in the movie, anything in the movie that was dumb and didn't make sense. It's because they added stuff to it. Whereas the story like did not need your help. And listen, I'm all for taking creative license and maybe fleshing out the story a little bit more, but you try to do a full rewrite of all the characters and you know, you tried by taking away all their personality and everything that made them worth studying. And you know, when you let the fries get cold and then you put them in the fridge, you took away everything that was worth consuming. And so for that reason, I have to say, So this is I'm the games are today. So this game is called Yay or Nay. So what we're gonna do is uh we talk a lot about the movie the Christian dialogue. We talk a lot about the dialogue in these Christian movies. And uh I you thought sneaky man. And I thought it might be a good idea for us to maybe see um if we can just spot the Christian dialogue without uh, the movie. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you a line of dialogue from a film, and I would like for you to tell me if it is a Christian film or a non-Christian film. And there are six uh, quotes here. So uh, are we ready to play? Yeah. And Hannah, I am so excited to be on your team. I think I've only ever... You've only ever been the czar. Yeah. This so. is the first time. Look at this. I think yeah, we're teaming, right? Yes. If we, yes. we, 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 we got we, it. We yes. Okay, we're teaming. All right, so All Jimmy, right. I need a number between, so that this way I'm just going to pick the numbers so that it's not like you did them in this order. So give me a number between one and six. Siri, pick a number between one and six, please. You said please. Six. All right, number six. Here we go. <clears throat> he could have taken anyone. Charles Manson, super old people that already been around a hundred years. My daddy was only thirty-four years old. I needed him more than you, God. I needed him more. I feel like I've heard this one. Is is this an adult or like a child speaking? This is a, is this is a child can, speaking. This is okay. I in can, the south, I, I can get in the south. Okay, like is it? We can't ask too many leading questions. Like, is no, this? Can, is this? A, you can is ask this a some serious questions. movie. Yeah. Is this and if I ask if it's satirical, then that's going to give it away. <laughs> it, it is a serious movie. It's a serious. I'll say movie. all of these are serious movies. Okay. But, uh, I'm leaning no. Yeah. I don't know. What are you leaning though? I was. My gut is leaning no, but in like a way where like we're writing this Christian character and this is how or whatever or person who's not believing and this is how they might speak. Mm. 
so yeah kind of like not genuine that's why i was asking if it was satirical mm. or like poking fun mm. so yeah i'm, I'm leaning I'm no leaning no well that very emotional line was spoken by a wait yeah. time out can you give us the title and if we don't know that can we guess if it's a christian movie or not as well? okay sure the movie is entitled the war uh, oh, uh, it could be like uh, a young son's journey to faith after losing his father in world <laughs> war ii look how he planted this church and reached all these people this is his tragic backstory it's it's a it's it's a it's a it's not a Christian movie, right, Hannah? Yeah, I'm leaning. The war makes it sound though. Yeah, I'm leaning no. Well, no. that very emotional line of dialogue was spoken by Elijah Wood in the war, and it is not a Christian Yay! movie. Yeah. Oh man, I want to hear Elijah because he would deliver it. Like, oh man, it's it's young Elijah Wood with a southern accent. It's very interesting. He could have taken <laughs> Charles Manson. Uh, all right. They could have taken anybody down. All right, Hannah, a number between one and five. Four. Four. Here we go. <clears throat> a writer writes a novel. A songwriter writes a song. We do what we can to endure. I also think that's not a Christian movie. I feel like I also heard that quote recently. I've never seen The War, but I feel like I've heard that quote recently. It feels like these are all going to be like, if, if if I'm trying to pick in this axe brain, these are all going to be like cliche-y kind of things. Like... <laughs> Well, I know, man, I, I, the leaves still move, but, um, you know, I've never seen the wind before kind of stuff. Uh, let's go two no's in a row. But it, it feel, if it is a Christian movie, this is like a counseling scene. Mm. Well, uh, you want me to give you the, the title of the movie? The title, too. Yeah. And then that might, if we know it, then we don't. And we guess. A ghost story. Yes. <laughs> what? And is this? Oh, is this? And is this the 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 scene at the table? Yes. It's one of the few okay. lines it's, of dialogue in that the movie. Are you proud? Yeah, yeah, I'm so proud that we got it. I'm so proud. Yes. And you recognized it too. Yeah. I did. I well, I don't know if I would have gotten to that story, but <laughs> all right. Uh, one through four, Jimmy. Oh, Siri, you're up. Siri, pick a number between one and four, please. She only picks the highest one, four. Okay. <laughs> Cool. <clears throat> Love is the most overused word in the English language. It's what we say when we want something, when we need something. Man, these are like, this is like hanging out at the baseball field after dark, just like you're like, well, 13, 14 years old thinking you figured out life. Like, it's cliche. Is this, this is a Christian movie? I feel like it's Christian. And I'm, that's are we falling into the trap where it they're all false <laughs> so that way i hate those tests this good. feels like the ending narration of a christian movie love is the most overused word in the english language it's what we say when we want something when we need something but and then this isn't a full quote because then it would be like but jesus's love is whatever <laughs> and stuff <sighs> yeah christian movie and just it's, i feel christian yeah, yeah. we feel I feel Christian too all the time. Amen. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, the title of that movie is. Oh, he said, "Well, God's not dead." Yes. And Dean Cain <laughs> says it when he's a uh, like being mean to that woman on a date. Oh which man! Is like, How can you leave me? I, I love that. you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's on a date in that. Movie? He is. Yeah, with the woman who has like cancer and is dying, and then she's like, "But I love you," and he goes, "Love is the most overused word in the English language." Who's Dean Cain? Is that uh, Kevin Sorbo? No, that's Superman. Dean Cain is an actor. Oh. Yeah. All right, Hannah, one through three. I'll do one. The evil that men should turn their brothers into beasts of burden, to be stripped of spirit and hope and strength, only because they're of another race or another creed. If there is a God, he did not mean this to be so. Um. This is like from Lincoln or something. I was going to say, it talks about race, so I'm going to say it's not a Christian movie. Sorry, not sorry. It, it, did you know that slavery is only a state of mind, Because <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, yeah, from, from the movie today. That's what I learned from Samson. Yikes. Just, just uh, yeah, are we both saying real? Yeah, did you feel like it was real? Not that real? it's a real movie. Uh, have we been saying real this no. whole time? No, because you just said a God's not A non-Christian movie. <laughs> yeah, all right, so not... A not Christian movie. A not Christian movie. Here we go. Mm. Right, Hannah? Well, the title of that okay. movie is 
the Ten Commandments. No! <laughs> it's... Oh, really? Yes. yes, Moses says that to Pharaoh. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, not mm. a modern one, so I feel like a little vindicated in that one. Go Moses. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's the first one you've gotten wrong. And there's two more. Still doing good. Yeah. Still doing yeah. good. So worst case scenario. I think four for six. We first win. case scenario, you're getting 50%. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, who just... Heads or tails? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jimmy, uh, one, one or two heads or tails. Yeah. All right. Heads or tails. Siri, flip a coin, please. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not sure I understand. Have I told you how angry Scott Swires is at you, Jimmy, for not adding him on Facebook, by the way? Heads. He added me on Facebook? He re- friend requested you and said you haven't accepted yet. He's very upset with you. Oh, S- Scott, I n- never think about Facebook. <laughs> Ever. And I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. A friendship is not determined by whether you show up on someone's friends list, whether you show up in their heart. And from our interaction, you have shown up in my heart, and I am going right now to accept you. And if you will accept my 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 cry, my my apology, I would like to be your friend. Let it be known that on January thirteenth, January twelfth. At ten fourteen, Scott and I became friends. Good, good. Yeah. All right, here's what I'll do. I'll flip this. I'll I'm flip favorite. this guitar pick, and that'll tell us. Cool. Heads, that's one. Here we go. <clears throat> but men will look back to us in our day, and will wonder and remember our hope. It is the end of the day. We shall trust ourselves to a little pain and sleep, saying to the world, "Godspeed." A little pain. This sounded almost like spacey, but a little pain. I don't get that. I was like, Apollo 13? <laughs> Apollo, what, a little pain, Hannah. What movie has know. a little pain in it? Just a little pain, based off the quote. Just a little, yeah. Just a, just a little pain. Just a tad. Um, but men will look back. I don't know, if you have a gut feeling, I'm going to go with you. It feels like army-ish or army-adjacent, like a, like a war movie. Maybe perhaps Elijah Wood two times in the same thing. I don't know. I have no idea what that movie's about. Uh, it's about his dad having uh, PTSD after Vietnam. Oh. Okay, so it won't be in that one. Yeah, a, a, a non-Christian movie, Hannah. Non, we, yeah. Were you feeling that? All right. Or a Christian war movie. <laughs> non, Non-Christian. Okay. Well, that movie is entitled Barabbas. And it is a Christian movie. We watched that. Did you? Didn't you and I watch that? Did we? With Anthony Quinn? Anthony Quinn. Yeah. Anthony Quinn? Yeah. From... It's old. It's yeah, old. Yeah, we did watch that, didn't we? We did? Maybe we didn't. I don't know. Yeah. That's at the end of the movie, uh, St. Peter says that before they're all led away to be crucified. Oh. And it was like, I didn't watch that movie. No. And but f- Barabbas is in... Is a- what movie is he in? The Jesus one. The uh, biblical epic. Uh, oh, oh, King of Kings. Yeah, there we go. There we yeah, go. yeah. No, diff- mm. very different movie. I'm excited to do Barabbas on this podcast one day. Ooh. All right, here we go. <clears throat> the last one. Should pale death Hurt. with trouble dread make the ocean waves our bed? God who hears the surges roar. Dean to save our suppliant soul. This is like a Shakespeare adaptation or something. Right? Yeah. I'm I'm nervous now because I really want that four. Oh, that's only... What's four divided by six? Is, are we even passing at that point? <laughs> yeah. I am. Oh, barely. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hannah, we're in, we in grave danger of losing our scholarship. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Did you have? I, I, it feels Shakespearean, but it could be someone trying to like wax eloquent. I don't know. Right. Uh, and, uh, we cannot get kicked out. Would you, would you maybe like a hint? Sure. Jimmy has definitely seen this movie. What? <laughs> Jimmy has definitely seen. And we've movie. seen this movie. If the movie I watched was, uh, we've watched, uh, dare I say not Christian? <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking, and it's like trying to be like heady and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do you Let's think that? It. I do. I do too. I was hoping you would say that. Here we go. You're saying it's not a Christian movie. Yeah. Right. 
We are. Yeah. Why just spill your beans to me? Why just spill your beans to me? That movie is entitled The Lighthouse, and oh. it is not a Christian <gasps> yeah. movie. We did it. Woo! Which is kind of like Shakespearean. It's all, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> nice. It's so good. Yeah, so you, we are hanging on. You passed. We passed. We, passed. we were still allowed to we play on the, on the sports team because we got a sixty-six. Yeah, we live. A sixty-seven. If you round up, <laughs> we're allowed to play in the big states game on Friday. Mm. Yeah, good. <laughs> well, folks, in conclusion, um, skip Samson, but watch the Ten Commandments, Barabbas, um, a ghost story, the lighthouse, or war. I don't know. The war is it's it's it's, it's kind of mid. Uh, don't watch God's Not Dead though. Um, and and don't watch Samson. Just listen to the episode on God's But Not if Dead. you do watch Samson, make sure you email us at GodfellasThePod and let us know what you thought about the movie. And also if you have any comments, if you have any questions, or if you have anything that you just want to share with us, GodfellasThePod at gmail.com. Uh, Jimmy, Hannah, anything before we say goodbye? Are we doing plugs? We are. I would like to plug judges of chapters 13 through 16 uh read that <laughs> instead, friends instead of this instead of yeah. this hannah the honey initiative on insta tiktok youtube facebook the honey initiative at gmail.com um and god tell us the pod on instagram I'm going to be sharing a fun pic probably before the episode comes out because I used to have really long hair when I was a kid and I thought <laughs> if I cut it, I would lose my singing voice like Samson lost his strength. So we'll share that program. And did you? No. Okay. <laughs> speaking of the speaking of the honey initiative, I have a riddle for you. Oh, <laughs> what is Oh, no, no. What is it? <laughs> well, out of the eater, something to eat. Out of the strong. I'm really, I feel like Samson was cheating because, like, obviously, like, how many times do you see a lion that? carcass yeah. with honey yeah. in it? I have, I have a problem with that and the ring, and not the ring. That's the other movie, the Fellowship of the or the, um, the Hobbit. Oh, sure, or whatever, sure. Where he's like, the ring in my pocket. Yeah. What have I got in my pocket? Well, in the book, it's a little more like you just said, ask me a question, not a riddle. So it's like, okay, mm. yeah. So, folks, a little homework. If you want to watch the next movie. Next week, we will be talking about Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame with very special guest. So that one's on that one is on Disney Plus. Make sure that you watch it. Also, um, you want to read the book or listen to the soundtrack, uh, the Broadway, the off-Broadway soundtrack, maybe, because <laughs> that mm -hmm. might come up. Uh, but until then, I've been Mr. Zach. I've been Miss Hannah. And I've been Mr. Jimmy. Jimmy.